Hi, Bertha. Why the long face? Hi, Butch. It's this swimming pool. No matter what I do, I just can't keep anything alive in it. My children and husband died in it the first week we got it. Then, I tried putting sharks in it, babies in it, mutant killer fungus. Everything dies. What am I doing wrong? Well, I can tell you what the problem is. Please help me. You've got a Deadpool. A Deadpool? Did someone say Deadpool? I promise I didn't drown to death anyone in a pool in my life. Not once. Especially not my wife. Get out of here, silly William Shatner. There's something on the wing. He was a good cop gone bad. I know you murdered him, Jones. I've got all the proof I need to send you up the river for a thousand years. But for the right price, I could look the other way. She was his mother. Now, Bill, I want to make sure when you're out making the world a better place that you don't neglect your personal hygiene. Are you wearing fresh underwear? But when a plot to assassinate the president lands in their laps, they've got to team up, and now things are going to get a little more motherly. We've got to get to the shooter before the motorcade reaches the steps of the Capitol. Mom. Bill, I want to talk to you about something I heard. Now this really isn't the best time for this, Mom. Bill, I heard you were a dirty cop. Oh shit, Mom, let me explain. I don't want to hear excuses, Buster. I want you to march yourself straight up to those showers and wash behind your ears. I don't think you know what a dirty cop is. It's the movie that only has one punchline, but it never stops beating it over your head. They've got assault rifles. I guess I can't bribe my way out of this one. We gotta take them down. Honey, I know it's hard to hear, but I need you to make sure you're washing your genitals properly. Oh, not now. If not now, then when, Bill? Since your father and I chose to forgo a circumcision, you need to make sure you don't have any extra secretions from under your extra foreskin. Jesus Christ! Hey, you never know when you're going to meet a nice Protestant woman, and you don't want her first impression to be of your bad, smelly penis. Dirty Cop, Clean Nose, in theaters for less than a week. The terrorists are headed to New York and they've got their hands on a dirty bomb. Oh well, let me just stop by the house and we'll get the Windex and the Comet. Oh, Mom. Hello and welcome to Sneaker Madness. This is the podcast about bad movies for bad movies. Wait, um, I think I fucked that one up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's about bad uh, podcast intros. <laughs> I'm your host, Justin. As always with me are Sam and Jackie, my two favorite bad movie fans. This week on Sneaker Madness, we are off of the superheroes and Sam is bringing us the first Clint Eastwood here. You got good movies and then you got shit movies. Like all that monkey business in the 80s. I mean the actual monkey business. The any which way you can, any which way but loose. The business of monkeys. <laughs> Those were great movies. That was an orangutan, sir. An orangutan. All right, fine. Yeah. Chimpanzee bi- or monkey business. I uh, believe. Ape business, whatever. It's pronounced Uranatan. <laughs> okay. And then you got Bronco Billy, which sucks. And then 
all those there's only one good one with uh adrian barbeau but there was like three ones that stink with her so man i don't know first clint eastwood maybe there'll be more well i would you know in my opinion having seen a lot of his movies I think the only stinker madness worthy are this one and Firefox. Even though Firefox, oh, yeah, Firefox, Firefox made a boatload of cash, but it was uh, stupid. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't forgot about that one. Hey, uh, speaking of stupid movies, we uh, don't have any streaming do's and don'ts because we didn't watch any. So uh, sorry, but <laughs> I've got a replacement. Oh, do you? It's a new segment. That's kind of an old segment that we should have had this entire goddamn podcast. It's called. You're wrong, idiot. <laughs> oh, wow, boy. this sounds really like uplifting and really going to be a team builder for all of us. All right, we'll see. There's, we're going to talk about just one movie. I've got some corrections, and uh, we'll see how many of us were idiots during this. Okay. Uh, for Superman 4, we mentioned a scene where I will uh, set this. Clark, uh, the Fortress of Solitude, whether the Fortress of Solitude exists or not, in the film or the scene at the Fortress of Solitude, Solitude takes place within his mind. Do you guys remember discussing this at all? Yes, mm-hmm. I do. Okay. And you guys said that uh, there was a... Shot of him flying there. Shot of him flying there. And I said that it, that it all took place in his mind and that he never flew there. Okay. The, I went back and watched it. Sure. And what happens okay. is Clark looks out the window deep in thought... At the Daily Bugle. He's deep in thought, staring out the window. Then there's about two and a half frames of, of him, him flying. flying. Yeah. It is so goddamn fast. Yeah, it's super fast, but it's I there. I seriously look down, I think, to write a note and then look back up, and he was at the Fortress of Solitude. And I'm like, this is all in his mind. So you can see how I could get confused. Sure. However, I still have a further argument. Oh? What if him flying there is also part of his mind? Like, what if it's memory? Like, I once went to the Fortress of Solitude. I think I, you're just trying to fight for yourself I, on this one, and you are wrong, sir. I am the idiot in this one. Oh, yes. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I think that I know how to play this game. You're wrong, idiot. You're wrong, <laughs> idiot. I am the wrong idiot. I just think that it was really bad filmmaking with him. <laughs> no, looking at Anything out, in Superman 4. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Even further, like, just, dude, you can't have a shot of a guy looking out the window deep in thought for five seconds and then two frames of him doing something and then expect the audience to be like, ah, oh, this is happening. The next one. Sure. Superman 4 again. The pile of cash on Lex Luthor's desk. Do you guys remember that scene? Yes. Yeah. In the podcast, Sam argued that it was more than a million dollars. I argued that it was about $600,000. Sure. Okay. Does he want to change anything here? No, I think it's more than a million dollars. Okay. So I've got some numbers here. One million dollars in $100 bills occupies 39.8 cubic feet, which would mean that that pile of cash would occupy a space 13.2 by 13.2 by 13.2 in width, length, and height. It does not. 39 cubic feet. You're saying you're saying 13.2? Times thirteen point two is thirty nine. Width time width time length times height. Thirteen times point thirteen two times thirteen point two. No, that's thirteen. <laughs> You're wrong, it is. Oh my god, I might have fucked that <laughs> yeah. up. So what's thirty nine cubic feet? It's about what was on Lex Luthor's fucking desk. <laughs> All right. Let's do the math here. Uh, twenty seven cubic feet is a yard of concrete. I know that because I used to do concrete. It's not that much. Like a yard isn't twenty seven cubic. A yard isn't that much. Like. It might not be a million. You might be closer because it looked like it was about a yard of dollars. So you do 30 on my calculator. 
39 divided by 3 by 3 so here's the problem you don't know how to do math at all so you math. shouldn't do okay. your wrong idiot with with volumetrics because you don't even know what a fraction is yeah you're correct uh <laughs> you're wrong idiot. i am wrong idiot again about that however i thought it was interesting sure that we never argued this it would work in no matter what situation, if it was $1,000 bills. Coincidentally, the $1,000 bill, they stopped making it in 1969. That's what I thought. I thought it was a lot more recent than that, but hey, what do I know? Did they did they still make the 500 No, no, 100's the highest. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Small currency. Uh, Superman 4, third one. Did it make money? You still say that it did. <laughs> and I have an argument for why sure. you say it does. Well, I mean, it's canon. They misreported everything, right? Yeah, right. Who's well, to say how much anything cost or The made? misreporting may be misreporting because there's two resources that I found that have fairly accurate numbers that I, if you look at the math and the history behind them, look right. Then if you just Google Superman 4 box office, that it's this 37 number that comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And there's no source behind it. It's just, where did you get that number, Google? And I can't find that number anywhere else except for that spot. Now- well, I do have some reliable information on the budget where it's saying 17. There's no question about the budget. Okay. Okay. So the reliable, most reliable source I can find about it is from Box Office Mojo that it grossed $15.6 in the theaters. It did not have an international release. So there, that's it. That's what it took in the theaters. Now, the marketing budget average in 1980, according to uh, the same resource, was 4.3. Now, this was 1987, but we're going through... It's not the same as it was now. So sure. let's say a little bit over four for the marketing budget, which puts it at 21. The fun thing, you argued that VCR sales would more than make up for enough. Now, the cost of a VCR in 1987, anybody want to take a guess? $150. About? It started at $300. Oh. Which in today's money... Is six hundred and twenty-eight dollars. You said in nineteen eighty-seven your family had a VCR. I refuse to believe that at six hundred and twenty-eight dollars. No, we had a VCR. It was one of those top loaders. It was a Christmas present for our grandparents. Six hundred and twenty-eight dollars. That's starting price. That's your average too. I mean, it's not average. That's the starting price. Huh. I think you're overestimating the eighties. I bet it was more like ninety. I know that at seven years old we had a VCR. Okay. I still remember renting the VCR from, like, Albertsons. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember you used to be able to rent VCRs, too. So let me get to further on that. Now, the fun thing is that in January 15th of 1987, the New York Times had an article about the VHS rental market. Sure. Top Gun came out in 86. It was the biggest movie ever, right? And it was the first movie on VHS to cost less than $80 brand new. $80. That was the cost of VHS tape before Top Gun. It was the very first one at $26.95. It was the lowest introductory price ever, and it sold a fucking shitload. Well, that's also, you have to take in that the, the way that they used to sort of hide the money is that the rental store was forced to buy X amount of copies Correct. at a very inflated price. Correct. Top Gun was released at $26.95 and sold 2.9 million cassettes. It's a fair amount. $53 million if you account for margin. And uh, there was a huge marketing campaign with it that they teamed up with Diet Pepsi. So they spent a lot of money just to make that money. 
at that point in time, HBO Canon Video was spending over $1 million on everything from book covers to television commercials for the $79.95 back-to-school VHS, which was number four at the 1986 box office. Number four year-round, back-to-school. Superman 4, nowhere close to that. It sure. was like 250 for 1987. These guys are spending a million dollars just in marketing to sell something that's seventy nine ninety five. It sold 250,000 cassettes. There is no way that uh, Superman 4 made that type of cash. Uh, here's the, fun, the last fun thing. All of it's moot because it didn't get released on VHS until 1992. So it didn't make any money. Well, and at that point, Warner Brothers owned it. So no, the proof is in the pudding. You're wrong, idiot. Huh. Uh, I just want you to know that you are wrong. And I have evidence to back it up rather than just a simple Google search. So, meh. Oh, but you were wrong too. Out of those I was three wrong twice. Times. And I'm a big enough man to admit it. Mm. <laughs> okay. Way to go. I, I think you got Sam's goat. Yep. No, it's still over here. Oh, oh. well, it has a nice beard. Do you admit defeat on Superman 4 making money? Sure. I was just going off what fucking Wikipedia said. Yeah. Can't well, do it. There's, there's your first clue. Sam, it's uh, your pick this week. What did you bring on the wild card? The superpower. Okay. All right. All right. I like this game. And Clint Eastwood honorarium and that he didn't really, he wasn't brave enough to make Dirty Harry 6. He just called it Gran Torino when yeah. Gran Torino is quite actually Dirty Harry 6. Hey, kids, get off my lawn. Yeah. He's not Dirty Harry. He's some other guy who's just like him. Mm-hmm. Uh well, this would if you had a superpower. Okay. It's you age in every way except for osteoporosis goes backwards. So your everything else is aging just normally, but your mm-hmm. bones actually get stronger the older you mm. get. Okay. So all right, you're like old as fuck, but you're still tough as shit. Reverse Not like osteoporosis. super strong, like you're still normal strength, mm. but. But you could you could fall down and not break a hip at this you point. Cannot break bones essentially, and the older now it doesn't peak. Like if you're 150, your bones are stronger than when you were at 140. Yes. Okay. So the longer you live, it, period. Provided your you know the rest of you doesn't give out. Uh, how strong are your bones at the age of 70? Well, considering that your bones are about as strong as they're ever going to get when you're like 26 or something sure. like okay. that. Okay. Let's assume that mm-hmm. could be forty. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, at seventy, you know you're you're probably almost three times as strong as your okay. bone strength right. is. All right. You're looking at probably having to get hit by a bus to break a finger. Okay, hit by a bus at seventy. Now, however, that will rip all of your skin off and you'll bleed. Sure, to death. sure. How about a hundred? At a hundred, I don't know if you could break my arm with a hammer. It will cause a bruise, hemorrhaging, all of that. Mm-hmm. But uh, the bone itself, rock solid. Okay. Now, does this also apply to cartilage? Nope. Just bones. You're probably not going to have any cartilage left when you're like 120. You're probably going to be dead because your heart's going to give out a long time. But just in case, I want to know all the specifics. This sounds stupid. But, oh, that only took like three seconds. I have more questions. Uh, Is it Benjamin Buttonitis? When you're a baby, are you super freaking pussy? Nope. Okay, you're just normal kid. Instead of bone density taking off at bone density falling off at whatever age that happens, you just get... Just keeps going. It just keeps... You just keep getting stronger bones... The whole time. There is only benefits to this thing. Now, do the bones include your teeth? I think your teeth are bones, yeah. Yeah, they're, I, I'm pretty sure they're bones. I don't I've know been what... wondering that a lot lately. Are they just exposed bones? Because everybody makes a big fuss about teeth. Are they just bones? That's what I think. I kind of think they're just bones. Well, they're attached to your skull like that. Right. 
But the only thing I would say would suck about this is that, you know, if you don't get the cartilage, cartilage, Cartridge. Cartridge. The video cassette cartridge. 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 They didn't have those in 1987, Jackie. None! Oh! <laughs> but but if you don't get the cartilage to go with your bones, then that kind of sucks. Because, mm-hmm. you know, what what's the point of having really awesome bones if you can't bend over and pick something up because your joints are gone? Right, right, right. Uh... So I think that, that we should include... No, the it's joint. His, no, it's his power. You can't railroad his power. No, there's just it's just Damn the it. bones. This is oh, fine. Um, I guess you would have a really awesome smile when you were old. Yeah, that's I true. Mean, well, not necessarily because the bone's strong, but the enamel could be shitty, and you could still have grody, nasty yellow teeth like the British. They're, they're like just, I mean, they're so strong at that point, you could actually just spray bleach on them, provided that oh, your that's a good point. Your yeah. tongue is your taste, but if you're eating so much hot sauce, just you can't em. taste anymore. Just paint them. With the paint, you know, and then get a nice little buzz and yeah. uh, break into a liquor store. You never know. Uh, this sounds like a lifelong plan. What if you, like, were in one of those Spider-Man situations where you're, like, escorting people through the sewers and suddenly there's an earthquake and the top falls in and you catch it and just lock all your joints and you're not going to get crushed because your bones are that fucking strong. Could you lock your joints and, like, keep up, like, I don't know. Everybody I mean, get out while I hold it. You're... I guess if you could it'd be that's sort of like mastering balance at the same time. And when you're old, you don't have good balance. It's it's a real big thing that you're holding. Can you hold a big thing just by locking your joints and it's not going to squish you when it would squish a normal person? Probably. Okay. All right. So there's that. It's about all I got other than the whole no broken bone thing, which I've never broken a bone and I'm fucking old as shit. So I've never broken a bone either. Yeah. That's so. like you broke your ribs. That's right. I fucking broke a rib that one time. Falling in the ice. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that wouldn't have happened, which wasn't that big of a deal. Um, do you have a benefit that we're not thinking of? Well, if some kids come around and they're bothering you, you can punch on, them right in the fucking face. They're on your lawn. <laughs> yeah. They're, yeah. Looking, they're looking at your Gran Torino and you don't like the look of their jib. What are you going to do about that old man? And you punch him right in the face and they're like, holy shit, that old man punched me right in the face. I got to take back America. That's what he said. Yeah. Oh. From these rednecks and Mexicans. I'm riding both <laughs> sides of the fence in this commercial, damn it. Also, football's great. That's what he said, basically. Uh, yeah, you could punch people. Not harder than you could punch now, but it's just not going to hurt your hand. Well, yeah. you know, you could also clothesline somebody pretty good. <laughs> oh, yeah, the clothesline. That's a good point. You it's going to hurt your arm and your muscle. Yes, but. had you been a, an athlete, you would have had experienced a much longer career. That's true, but you, you have to have that ability first. Yes. It's not it's not the bones that's keeping me out of the fucking pros, Sam. Sure it's not. the lack of talent. Yeah. <laughs> Kickoff returns, you just run right fucking into the other guy. Ooh, yeah. Do it for like thirty years. Fuck it. Well, you but don't what have... happens if you if you break a bone? You wouldn't. Why would you break a bone? Well, you... well what happens if in an extreme circumstance Okay, a planet falls on you. Yeah, you're a hundred years old and your leg breaks and well. it's kinda hanging out there. Is this mm-hmm bone strength thing gonna fuck up your chances of getting your leg reset no okay uh it's not real useful but it there's not a whole there's until you're zero like negatives. 70 and you fall in the shower then yeah like, yeah but, but you still get a big yeah. bruise that probably could, hemorrhages it's not good anyway you could you yeah you could die from a heart attack at 50 before mm-hmm. then and never get to experience that so there's no negatives but no real yowzers yeah other than boxing, it doesn't really like. Uh, 
Yeah, but you still would punch like a pussy if you're a pussy. And get punched in the face just as well. You could get concussed. Yeah. But it wouldn't break and any of your like your face. Sn- your snoot's made of cartilage. Yeah. So broken keep nose. That one guarded. Yeah. And everybody well, no, knows the, the now. The broken that nose is the bone part, not the cartilage. Uh, yeah. Okay. And we all know now that uh from having watched Punisher Warzone mm-hmm. that if you're a cokehead and you get punched in the face It goes right through it. Yeah. Right through it. Yeah. Which wouldn't happen if you had this. Uh you could uh rupture your eyeball. That would be a bummer. It could. I don't this fist isn't that small. Uh no, just the impact. I've, oh yeah, no, yeah, you, you can, can shatter it. It's all sorts of things. Concussions. It's not going to save any of that. No. Nope. So uh, I just, mm, I'm going to give not it. Not going to break your jaw. I think because there's no negative and there's some benefit, uh, I'm going to break it right down the middle and just go five. I'm going three. It's just not interesting. It's not interesting. What about but, the party? Uh, like you could crack walnuts with your elbow. No, that's still yeah, stupid. I, I wouldn't it would still it. hurt. Yeah, it still hurt. So, yeah. Bleh. Interesting idea, though, Sam. It's the opposite of Mr. Bones from... Uh, What's that fucking M. Night Shyamalan piece of shit? The Glass Man? Yeah, The Glass Man. Unbreakable? Unbreakable. That shit was fucking God stupid. God damn it, that's a terrible ass movie. <laughs> Have I ever been sick? Look at me. <laughs> Have I ever been sick? Why are you asking your wife? You would probably know. <laughs> uh, How do you like, uh, I'm 43 years old and I just realized I'm a superhero. <laughs> oh yeah? What are you going to do? I'm going to pick up a guy who will break instantaneously over my head and drop Ooh, him child could beat yeah. up oh god and have oh boy yeah don't that get, shit was off don't get me started okay sam tell us about deadpool the deadpool not deadpool the guy in the red underwear and the sword who's quite popular all right dirty harry in the deadpool with him would probably not break even dirty harry callahan dirty and- harry Call- dirty harry in the deadpool was made in 1988 the malpaiso company which would eventually become Malpaso Productions. You're a Malpaso. And my favorite pizzeria. I think pizzeria. it's Malpaso, actually. Oh. Malpaso's a little bit less offensive than, hey, you're a Malpaso. Yeah. Sounds offensive, right? Okay. Guess not. Well, it was started by Clint Eastwood's financial advisor, Irving Leonard, in 1967, who would tragically die in 1969. Was it, was it really tragic? Yes. Okay. It's always like a tragic. Train. It was really sudden at the end. Doesn't matter how he does it. He's, he's been he's dying gone forever. He'd been dying, and it's a for, sad thing. He'd been dying for months. Yeah, but the end, the the very last point was very sudden. Uh, well, I mean, tragedy is in the eye of the beholder. Okay, the Tragic. guy he owed twenty bucks. <laughs> tragedy. His ex-wife, not so much. Yeah. Well, it was named after a creek that Eastwood grew up in near Carmel by the Sea. Oh yeah, he uh, shot a lot of shit in Carmel. Well, uh, Dirty Harry's from Aiden Frisco. Yeah. Well, right up the uh, the road. All those Adrian Barbeau movies that I was talking about were shot in Carmel. And I think he owns a house there. Wasn't he the mayor of Carmel? Something like that, yeah. yeah. It means bad step or bad crossing. Carmel does? Yeah. uh, No, Malpaso. Don't call me that. (sighs) Well, it means bad step or bad crossing. Eastwood's agent had warned him it would be a bad step for his career to star in the Dollars Trilogy. Mm-hmm. Thus, Eastwood thought it would be a perfect name for the company financed by his share of the returns in said trilogy. Very clever. In the commentary for the original Dirty Harry, Eastwood revealed that Warner let him have one of the small corner lots, and that the only stipulation was the second that one of his mo- movies lost money, he was gone, fired by Warner Brothers. The other end of the agreement was that he would be able to operate with virtually no oversight in said corner. Eventually, some of his feels. Films would fail to break even at the box office, 
though it would be hard to determine if any lost money, his penchant for bringing a film in on time and on budget, if not shorter and or if not faster and under the budget, which is the case with a lot of times he actually just finished things three weeks soon and uh, it didn't cost but 75% of what he thought. That would uh, lead them to just, you know, go ahead and leave him, leave that Eastwood guy in the corner. Eventually that corner would produce several masterpieces. The Deadpool was not one of them. The original Dirty Harry was a sensation. I have continually stated that it may have been the best picture had it not been released as the same year as The French Connection. The critical acclaim for the series would deteriorate as the series would progress. The fourth film, Sudden Impact, was the top earner of the series, yet it was lambasted in most reviews. The odd thing about Eastwood is how much he cares about what people think. Various elements of the series were added by fan mail suggestions, and the harsh treatment by film critics tended to really bother him. The culmination of this is Dirty Harry and the Deadpool. The film is so reactionary that at one point... The murderer kills a film critic. Hmm. Okay. That's a slap in the face. You're really t- well, the whole thing is just what Eastwood thinks about mass media, what he thinks about the movies, what he thinks about news. This movie is him becoming an old man and bitching about shit mm-hmm. while still managing to be superhuman okay. at right. various points. Right. Though every Malpaso film is an Eastwood film, he, in many cases, defers heavy duties to longtime collaborators. In this case... The film was directed by his longtime stuntman, Buddy Van Horn, and the writing duties are shared, but include Dirk Pearson and Sandy Shaw, who don't really might write movies so much as they practiced the pseudoscience of life extension. That sounds like a really crappy hair extension that you pawn off on New Age hippies. On their life? Yeah, on their life. It's the Bosley for your life. That's right. <laughs> are you tired? I'm... Do you need a life extension? I look in the mirror and I'm losing more life. <laughs> Bosley, help me. I liked it so much I bought the company. And then Bosley, he cuts some life off your ass and sticks it on your head. <laughs> Bosley. That's basically what Tyler Durden did. He sold the, the ladies their own fat asses back to him. Kind of, but he didn't tell them they were going to live longer. Yeah, he was just like, this will make you smell less. Here, this is some nice soap that's this, made of you. That's made of human meat. <laughs> human meat the film that results is one that takes 37 million dollars against a 31 million dollar budget the other films doubled or tripled their original costs liam neeson had been around but this film represents probably the turning point in his career this is the highest he had been billed to this point with Mm -hmm. uh second billing yeah his uh second appearance on stinger madness sort of sort of because he was in the delta force sort of kind of kind of (laughs) We did talk about Darkman for a long time, so. We did talk about, yeah, which is after this. Like, this is really kind of where things happen yeah, for Yeah, I can see it. Uh, Patricia Car- Clarkson would also uh, have her career take off, although this is only her second movie. She would eventually hit the big time, winning the Saturn Award mm. for the Green Mile. Uh, and playing the lady that either does or doesn't marry Fraser Crane in the series I gave up on well before that did or didn't happen. Mm. Oh, You've seen the, her a million times. The nanny? Yeah. No. no, no, she's the grumpy lady that's married to Fraser. She marries Fraser. No, I thought you were talking about Fraser's ex-wife. No, L- Lilith. Not Lilith. That's. Uh... Are you talking about the dad's nurse? Nope. That oh. he, she marries Niles. Yeah. So even though I gave up on Fraser, I probably Roz. Happy. That's who marries Niles. Yeah. No, Roz. No, no, Roz is the 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 Assistant. co-host. Yes. Nope. 
Who the f- there's only four people in Frasier. Well, no, later on in the series, after you guys gave up on him, so oh, you mean after everybody else gave up on him? Yeah, oh, well, I, I mean, he gets a, he gets married or doesn't? Huh? He has a girlfriend that is Patricia, Patricia Clarkson, who you've oh. seen before. Yeah. Mm. Uh, if anybody's made it that far in Frasier ever, tell us, and we'll say nice. <laughs> And I'll quit reading it before I get to the end of it, even if it's one sentence. Oh, I couldn't find out what happened because that sentence was too boring. Yeah, <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Sorry, Frazier's seventh season and on. There was more than three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, this it's time for keep an eye out for Jim Carrey. Mm, all right. Oh, yes, that's right. He <laughs> is in this. Yeah, for a very short time. Mm-hmm. Guns and Roses. Oh, no way. Yes. Oh, brother. Guns Dude, and Roses yeah, is I hope they have movie. the hat. What uh, What year was this? 88. 88. This, so is... this is right after Appetite for Destruction. Yes. Damn. All right. And the introduction of karate to the franchise. <laughs> oh, wait, that ought to be awesome. Now. All right. Uh, I don't think the movie's streaming anywhere. It's uh, basically in every video store ever. It is on a... No, because the first four are on a combo pack. Yeah, the first four are, and the Deadpool is not. (laughs) Because it stinks. Yeah. Because it was a dead end. There's a Mm. lot of Oh, come on. That was better than your joke. There's a lot of people, even though this is sort of... I think it's terrible. A lot of people like really stick up for his opinions in it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's a very good critique. You just don't know what you're talking about. To the point that I think this has got like a, it's a split decision on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a 63 user rating on IMDb. Yeah, or I think 6.3. It's got like a 50 or a 52 on Rotten Tomatoes. This thing is a split decision. Mm-hmm. People either like it or don't. I think it's incredibly stupid. However, in the 80s, we could only trust one resource, and that was the critics because there was no internet. So uh, and it's got a 47 week- on Metacritic. And, and the Weekly World News. And a 40- Bat Boy Discovered in Cave. Ugh. We told that joke last week. You're just telling my old jokes. You're making fun of my new jokes, but it seems like <laughs> next week you're going to be like, Mel Paso is really offensive, and I'm going to start calling you guys that. Mel Paso? My pop. How dare you! <laughs> he took your joke already. My pizza? What? <laughs> One more time, Sam. Son of a bitch. <laughs> that is offensive to my people. Is it old El Paso that's the salsa you're not supposed to eat? Why aren't you supposed to eat it? It's delicious. Cookie, get the rope. Because the paste picante sauce isn't made in New York City. New York City! Anyway. Anyway. uh, I would not dispute someone that says that Sudden Impact is the worst of the bunch, but I think this one is. Sudden Impact is really bad. I have only seen uh, one through three, so I can't judge either of them. Jackie, have you ever seen the Deadpool? I've never seen any of the Dirty Harry okay. movies. All right, first yeah. three are pretty good. As I said, Sudden Impact like made like sixty-seven million. It made a lot of money, mm-hmm. but it got raked over the coals. And he brought uh, Sandra Locke in for that one, so it's like he's in there with his life partner. He's making the movie he wants to, and people hate it. Okay. Uh, as I said, uh, go to the local videotape store and get it, and then uh, come back to us on Monday where we will talk about the Deadpool, and then you can. Listen to us talk about it, and we'll have a good time. So will you. So good times. There's a With lot of your other life cameos. extension force. You're still talking about it. Shut up, Sam. <laughs> this is gonna be. We're gonna do that on Monday. We're gonna talk about it on Monday. Dirty Harry. Shut, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> He's, if you see no, his, no! no, his gun's so big. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? All right, get to the chopper. Fans of Stinker Madness, iTunes thinks you don't like us. What? How is that possible? Well, it's because you haven't given us a review yet. 
Go to Sneaker Madness on iTunes and take just a couple seconds to rate and review us there. While you're at it, hit up Stitcher.com as well. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at forward slash Sneaker Madness and email us at talk at SneakerMadness.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and get to the chopper. Honey, I know it's hard to hear, but I need to make sure that you're washing your genitals property. Mom, my my genital property is fine. How are things now that the lawnmower has decided to get churned on? Hold on. (laughs) Podcasting with the window open. We're in the middle of recording Lawnmower Man live from the basement. Ah, gonna pass on that one. He's got like a quarter of a quarter of an acre to mow his lawn. He's got like 50 square feet. Gotta take the shirt off. You never know what ladies might be lurking. What a it's fucking... also only like 65 degrees outside. Yeah. No, it's 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 warm in that. But anyways. 67 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> uh, second, you're wrong, idiot. The, uh... Hey, the sink's here. Yeah, it's got to be the faucet. Where is it? We're not going to open it up right now. Did you bring it in? Yes. No, I left it out there. He threw it at the kid with no shirt on. (laughs) My faucet! Jesus. Well, he's not part of this podcast. Third one. Oh. You're wrong, idiot. <laughs> You're wrong. That's you. You're an idiot. Okay. <laughs>